Welcome to Career Chats with Natalie and Jack. All right, so after a hiatus during the summer, we are back and we are starting, I guess, what's essentially the second season of our podcast. Yeah, it might be the first season for our new students, but if you do some digging,、uh, you can find our season one episodes on our podcast. So, During the summer, Natalie, did you <laughs> do anything fun? I feel like this is like a lead up to me talking about my big event in the summer.、Um, some of you that are listening might be、um, aware of this already, but I got married in August, got married here in Seattle, and was planning about my wedding for a year. So I was ready for the wedding to happen. It was a few days after the last day of summer quarter. So I went from being Really, really busy in the summer, both with work and teaching my class, but then also planning my wedding to then just、uh, ending the quarter with a really great, great、uh, wedding celebration. And everything went really well, and it was just an overall really fun, fun day. And I was lucky to be able to go directly into my honeymoon after that. So it took about like two and a half to three weeks off to just get married and enjoy, enjoy Italy, which is where we went for our honeymoon. For me, it was because I was saving up to take vacation off for my wedding. I hadn't gone and taken a break or a vacation in a really long time up until August. And it was just really nice to、um, actually disconnect. And it allowed me to be able to think more freely and to take a step back and really understand. And big picture what it is that I want in my career or in my personal life. And, and it, so I think it's just it's so important to take a break every once in a while during like when we have such busy lives. I love when people have these kinds of、uh, kind of reflection periods. I'm curious if you came up with any epiphanies. I mean, I was really more focused on my personal life and my relationship. With, with my new husband and what I envisioned and what I hoped for it. And it was just obviously because when I was planning the wedding, I didn't have a lot of time to think about it. It's amazing that how when you're planning a wedding, you kind of forget the most important thing, which is your relationship. And you're so focused on the event itself that、um, you don't really get to think about that. I was just more focused on you know, what it is that I want、um, to work on. In my relationship, I think it takes a person of character to say, Hey, I, I want to reflect and see how I can get better.、Mm-hmm. I'll share this. Actually, the, the trip to Rome was really inspirational for my husband. I don't know if he wants me sharing this stuff.、Um, <laughs> we but... can always erase it later. <laughs> Will we, Jack? <laughs> I don't know.、Um, Does Brian、uh, listen to this podcast? Probably not.、Yeah. He listens to other podcasts, but, but he told me the other day, he was like, Yeah, Rome was really inspirational because he saw just how impressive Rome was in terms of. The people that built Rome and how they just did really inc- achieved and accomplished really incredible things in their lives. And they were so dedicated to it, to building this beautiful and city that's going to last forever. And so he was just really inspired by people who do great things in their lives. And he was like, you know what? If they can do it, I can do great things in my life. And so he, I think for him, even though I was focusing on more of my personal relationship, I think he was looking at more how can he take the next step for his career. Wow. That was really inspirational for him. So I think, yeah, I mean, taking a break and taking a vacation can be inspirational and can give people a new, fresh of breath air, just depending on the person and, like, and what's important to them right now. Yeah, that's a really cool story.、Mm-hmm. And I think it's also a relevant story to this episode because 
Well, one of the reasons we took a break from the podcast was we wanted to think a little bit more in terms of why are we doing this podcast and what is the best way to provide value for our students. You know, we were, we were happy with the, the first season, but I think we both had a desire to go deeper into a topic instead of just keeping things at a surface level. And one of the topics we decided to focus on first was, uh, was resumes. I think we're going to do a multi-episode series on resumes. Sounds really exciting, actually. Um, so, <laughs> Is yeah. it just because we're career coaches? <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we just have so much to share that it has to be broken out into four episodes. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and maybe more. Well, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> maybe more, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so resumes, when you think about it... I, I don't know. What do you think about resumes? You're, you've been a career coach for three or four years. You're you're in them all the time. Mm-hmm. Natalie, what, what's, what are some of the first thoughts that come to mind? So I'm going to be really honest, and I'm going to say, as someone who has also written a resume for my own job search and my own career, I empathize. Like, it's not fun. It's really hard writing a resume. And I don't know if it's more because it takes so much mental energy to think back on what it is that you did and what was the result and what was, you know, all the little details. Or maybe it's because when you're writing a resume, it's most likely because you have a job you want to apply to. And now you're in this time crunch and you're like putting a pr- pressure on yourself to like have the perfect resume. I empathize with students that are currently working on a resume right now it is hard it does take time and it takes a lot of courage to actually sit down and be even though we were just talking about taking a break and being quiet but to, to you know take some time alone and 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 have silence and just think about what were all the accomplishments that you've that you've achieved already so far in life so from a perspective of writing a resume i don't like it <laughs> even as a career coach i don't like it because that's hard work but it's necessary, right? Everyone in the business professional world needs a resume. So in terms of someone who has reviewed resumes, both of students, but then even for hiring purposes, I actually really enjoy reading resumes. More specifically talking about in the context of if I'm looking to hire someone, I actually really enjoy looking at each resume because with each resume, not only do I get a better glimpse of um, the story of a person getting to know someone past just their name, but it's also allowing me the opportunity to hopefully, and I like it's always fingers crossed, I'm going to find someone that matches the skill set that I need to fill that position. And so for me, that's more of the excitement, right? It's like, because I have a position that I need to fill, and it's a very important position, and I need someone to join that our team, I want to find the best fit for it. So in terms of finding a fit, I find finding resumes really exciting Always because it's always like, okay, is this next person going to be like the best fit for this role? And like, let's bring them in to interview them. Yeah, for me, I've had, I guess I've had what kind of a journey with resumes. Mm-hmm. When I used to interview candidates at Amazon and a resume would come through, oftentimes there was a, a lot of business jargon in them. They were using industry terms that I, having not been in their industries, couldn't understand. And then oftentimes, so all of this kind of led to just kind of boring resumes, I thought. And uh, I got to a point where maybe before interviewing a candidate, I would skim through a resume for, I don't know, maybe 30 seconds at best. But then once coming over here to Foster and I've started coaching students on resumes, 
I've started to gain uh, an appreciation and satisfaction in working with students to improve their resumes. And at the end, when I feel like they're able to tell their story, their career story, uh, it's, it's quite satisfying. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I've started to think about how resumes, they're pretty unique in the sense of you're trying to fit everything into one to two pages of what you've done throughout your career. And students or, or any candidate could have a myriad of accomplishments that they've done, especially if you've worked for a while. And to try and distill that into just one or two page and make someone feel like they know you and they're keen to now interview you, there's an art to it, I think. And I, I was... You know, I think I was sharing with you an article that I'm writing separately. Can a resume provide joy? And so I want to ask you, has, has a resume ever inspired joy or inspiration when you've read it? Yeah, I think where the joy comes in is where a resume piques my interest. I'm not expecting to know the whole story of someone's job that they held, but if they're able to give me a little teaser of what they've done, and it, it gives me this really compelling story that, that, that wants me learning more. And I typically do ask the student, like, tell me more about this. Like, I'm just curious now. Like, how did you actually manage to do this? How did you get to this result? Like, that seems like a really great accomplishment. Like, that's when I really find joy in my conversations and in resumes is when I actually am having a conversation to further understand that full story from a resume. What are some initial thoughts, like kind of at the, the 30,000 foot view mm -hmm. of what are some things that students and other listeners can do that sparks that curiosity? Well, I think before we talk about that, I, I do want to mention that sometimes resumes seem like it's a, it's a routine activity, right? Like, oh, I have to do this. So let me just like put something on paper so that I can submit this required document for this application. Or oftentimes people think, okay, I want to put everything on my resume because I want people to know everything that I've done. And it's not about how much you have, how much content you have on that resume, but really the quality of that content. And I think that goes hand in hand with sparking joy, right? Like there's nothing else, get me being honest, nothing else more frustrating when I get a one or two page resume where there's so much information on there that it's not relevant to the job that I'm hiring for or when I'm working with a student, if I know that they're going for a specific position and there's all this information that's not relevant, that's where my joy starts to diminish because now instead of me focusing on finding, easily finding maybe a story or two to learn more about, I'm having to read through a lot of information that might not be relevant, it might be vague, and then it just, again, that takes energy, right? It takes time and energy for me to read through and sift through the irrelevant information. And by that time, I'm like, you know what, I'm too tired sifting through that stuff. Like, I'm just going to not be able to focus on finding that story that's going to spark joy for me. So I think that's a tip in terms of how to help spark joy is to not focus so much on quantity of the bullet points that you have or the jobs that you have, but more of the quality of how are you explaining the accomplishments that you that you um, did in your job. Mm, yeah, I like that term sparking joy, kind of like Marie Kondo, right? <laughs> uh, like how she's, one of her tips is like picking out just the clothes that 
give you joy and mm -hmm. <laughs> donating everything else away. Mm -hmm. And for us, maybe then using that analogy, it's just picking those bullet points that you think you're going to be proudest of mm -hmm. and then getting rid of all the other bullet points. Yeah, exactly. I didn't really think about that. But yeah, so like reading each bullet point and as you de decide like, okay, when you're reading it, like and naturally when things are, yeah, when you are happy about or w when you read through a bullet point and if it sparks good memories and it's going to bring joy. But if you read through a one of your own bullet points and it doesn't really incite any like happy feelings and it's maybe just kind of neutral and you're not really feeling that great about it that might be a sign to like throw it out right yeah maybe there can be a whole exercise on just Marie condoing your resume yeah now the thing about uh your clothes is maybe it's internally like you finding internal joy with it where resumes are a little trickier in my opinion because it's not only sparking joy for yourself that you're proud of that accomplishment but that you're trying to peak the curiosity of the reader to, to try and give you an interview mm -hmm. and I think one of the ways to do it alongside just culling down to the ones that really matter is to write in a plain spoken way mm -hmm. uh, so there's uh, there's Paul Graham who is founder of the Y Incubator he has an essay on his website about writing as you would speak you use words in in writing you would just use when you're speaking to someone now granted with resumes there is a particular style where you couldn't just write uh, in slang for instance mm -hmm. uh, but i think there is something to that that applies where i see so many resumes in which people end up using business jargon or words mm -hmm. they're trying to impress the reader and, and as a result it loses that kind of plain sp spoken language that can help the reader relate to, to your accomplishments. Mm -hmm. Because, yeah, there's no way of controlling. Because, you know, with your resume, it's unlikely you will actually be there with the hiring manager or the recruiter when they're reading it. So you can't be like, oh, this is what I mean by that. So you have to be able to write your resume in a way that clearly articulates the professional skills and the professional identity that you want people to remember you by. Yeah. All good stuff. So thank you so much for listening to our first episode of our second season of Queer Chats on Resume. The next episode that we're going to be focusing on is, again, we're focusing on resumes, but we're diving deeper into specifics of resume writing. So we're on the next episode, we'll be talking about how to write accomplished-based bullet points that include tangible results, but also how you may be able to write accomplished-based bullet points when you might ha not have those tangible results. So we look forward to sharing that with you soon and I hope you'll uh, stay tuned.